Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Remen TV podcast. Stay here in the host chair because, well, Paul is still swanning around Bangkok somewhere. Hmm doing whatever he's up to, getting up to whatever people get up to in Bangkok. We'll leave that one there. I'm joined by Tom <laughs> and by Chris for this one. If you're watching live now on Twitter, please do come over and join the full show. We're going to be talking about, well, the Reds are back. We've already played the pre-season game and a couple of takeaways from that, what it all means. We're going to have a little conversation with Harvey Elliott, who made the news thanks to an interview with Paul. Um, we're going to be talking also about the new ticket and setup and the, the controversies and the pros and cons around that as well. So yeah, do come over and join us on YouTube right now. Gents, how are we? Not oh, good. Bad. I'm, I'm enjoying being in the, in the hot seat again. It's been a while since I've been it on It is a very hot camera. seat with these lights and everything it's, nowadays, isn't it? it? it yeah, it, it's good to have the other side every now and then because you're always moaning about the heat and I'm in there, I'm like with a fan. I'm like, no, there's no heat in here. <laughs> and I'm, I'm dripping. It's, uh, it's nice to have you back on. It's been, it's been far too long. We need to get you on more often, Tom, and uh, let Joe do more hosting. One day, one day, my aim is to get Joe in, in that chair as oh, well. Wow. I don't think he is quite comfortable. I reckon he'll be good on it. I, I agree, he'd, he'd but do I don't well. think he wants to. You'd have to pick the show right for him. What show would it be? We'd have to bring back the production podcast from <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that one. It, it was, was a good show. show. That was a good show, right? Before all that, though, we do have a, a kickoff question. It comes from Turtle Man the Red from our uh, Club Legend Discord chat, and it it is almost one of those um, an impossible one to answer, I guess. But who would you rather? Sorry, would you rather Everton won a major trophy? Or Liverpool lose to a Champions League final to Manchester City. So you've got a choice of two there. You're only two options. Everton win a major trophy or you lose a Champions League final. I, I agree. I think it's an easy answer as well. But go on, Tom, I go. don't want to lose anything ever to Man City, especially not a final. That's what scared me the most about the Champions League uh, last season was Man City possibly getting to the final and us having to play in that because I think we lose. I genuinely do. And, and, and just because Pep Guardiola... I don't know. I'm just terrified of it. But Everton winning a League Cup... That's a major trophy. They can do that all day, every day, and it's going to change fuck all. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know whether we lose against Man City. Um, I was scared of it, certainly. I wouldn't want it to. Had it played out, you know, you know you're going to lose against Real Madrid or you've got a chance of winning against City. I might have taken that, got a chance against City. And the thing is, we battered them at the FA Cup semi-final yeah. as well. So I was confident that if we drew them, it's just that it was losing to them and them getting their first European Cup against us would have been what the heartbreak type of thing. So I'm with Tom on this one. Like, I'd let Everton win a major trophy. If I could pick it, it'd be the League Cup. Uh, second would be the FA Cup. 
they couldn't win the European Cup because they're not <laughs> in it um, and they're not going to win the Premier League. So let's be honest, the only chance they've got is a League Cup, yeah. probably. And what does that do for you? If, if you're not going to spare on and try and win other trophies, what is it going to do for you? Nothing. It makes you it makes you content with being... Well, they're already content with being mid-table because they've just come off a relegation fight. Well, so just, they now think that's better than winning the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, so now, I mean, they're fine. That might be the major trophy they won. Yeah. Staying yeah. in the league. They've already done it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, there's no way I could watch Liverpool lose a Champions League. Well, I, I could because I've literally just done it. Yeah. But again, like, yeah, especially in Manchester City. Hey, Madrid there twice. City would be just... Well, I, I've just been going through and updating because we use templates in our job for production and everything was set up for Real Madrid and the loss. And I've just changed everything over. Oh. So every time I've been going on a thumbnail or or, a, or anything, it's like, oh, yeah, we lost that 1-0 and, and it hurt Painful. really badly. Painful, man. I mean, I, I've seen Liverpool lose in FA Cup finals, League Cup finals. I've seen them lose the league on the last day of the season. I've seen them lose to Real Madrid twice, yeah. you know, in the Champions League. I've seen us lose the Europa League <laughs> final with my own two eyes. AC Milan, seven. Yeah, but oh. I mean, I've just listed the places I was there. Yeah, you need to stop going to finals. <laughs> We never win when you go. I, well, the thing is, I've seen us win FA Cups, I've seen us win League Cups, I've seen us win Super Cups and stuff, so I have broken that case. Mm-hmm. But still, like, <laughs> I, I am now thinking I just don't go to the European Cup finals. But then it's the hope that keeps you going. Well, you it's that belief. It? I, yeah, exactly. You've you got to eventually break it. Yeah. So I'm going to keep going to them as long as I can get a ticket <laughs> for it. But I'm not very good at dealing with the heartache. Yeah. No. Like, I know that for a fact. Well, Everton win the League Cup. Yeah. That's fine. That'll we'll, do. We'll, that's our answer. Yeah. Have you got any, any thoughts on that? Do let us know in the live chat as well, guys, or girls listening. Um, let's go on top of one then. The Reds are back, Chris. Um, me, you and Chloe did the watch along yesterday. We don't have to go dive too much into everything about it. If you want to go and... Um, Check out the final whistle show after the game where we had a good conversation about everything. But I don't know, mate. Are you excited that it's all back, or are you a bit like, oh my god, I can't believe we're back already? Because sitting down to that watch along yesterday was the first time where it was like, yeah, we haven't had no, we haven't had a break, we haven't been anywhere. I feel like it's just rolled into that, that Champions League final. Seems like yesterday to me. I don't know, it just feels like I can't believe we're Liverpool back playing footy games already. How did that happen? I felt like that before the game, and now. Obviously, you, you feel different after you've just been tonked by Man U, whether it's a friendly or not. That's yeah. how I feel, you know what I mean? Now, with sort of 24 hours, give or take, of, of, of letting it sink in, I've sort of accentuated the positives in my mind of what happened. And now I'm feeling really excited for it because like, you've got to remember, this is just about fitness, yeah. pre-season games. It's not about results. It's never been about results. I'm going to use a line that I thought Paul would say first, and he might have said it in his match reaction yesterday, but they never even used to put the pre-season games on telly. Like, you know what I mean? Because they just don't matter, and you'd find out in the newspaper and stuff like that. And for me, that's kind of what they should be, to be honest, because it actually feeds into the sort of madness of social media, putting them on because you need context to everything, and there's no context to a football match that you've lost for a lot of people, for a lot of people I know there is, it's just, it's just about fitness. The fact that we played three sides for 30 minutes each tells me all I need to know. It's not about the results. It's no. literally not about the results. No, it can't ever be about the results. No. It's about making them run and seeing how fit they are and where they're up to and where they need to go from there. Last year, we'd done the two 30-minute games, remember, Tom? Usually, the perfect, again, pre-COVID, the first pre-season game was Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. It always was, and we'd always go and have luck. Like, I, I quite miss that Tommy game. Hopefully, they bring it back in the future. Yeah, the press and section the, yeah, was, was, was something. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah with the broken seats. Yeah, I sat on a chair with no chair. 
chair bit, yeah. And there's the, the, <laughs> yeah, on some metal bars. Yeah, the conference happened yeah. on the side of the pitch. Yeah. So I used to love it, it was awesome. Yeah, but yeah. He, and I, I took my son to one of them because it was easy to get to and stuff. But that's the thing is, like, again, the result, I, I know people disagree and I, I couldn't care less. We, there, there was a lot of negativity after it because there always is and we were doing the watch on them we were the Greek like there was Man United fans jumping on the show going ah you know this this Darwin Nunes seems to have become a hate figure already because he, he missed one Timo Nunes so, yeah. was, the, was the shout from yesterday yeah. I thought that was hilarious yeah. 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 Goldbridge, Goldbridge tweeted that out I think as well it's yeah. brilliant though because if you're a Man United fan take it and, and run with it and use it to batter us with it because it's all it's all you've got at the moment and I, I, I made a point to, to go back to 2019 when we, when we won the league and had a look at our pre-season. So we won against Tramier 6-0, obviously. We win against Bradford 3-1. Then we drew, we lose against Dortmund 3-2. We lose against Sevilla 2-1. We drew against Sporting 2-2. We lose against Napoli 3-0. And then we win against Lyon 3-1. And then we even go on to lose the Community Shield. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Which is exactly what you said, Chris. It's about fitness. But it's also about ironing out them little mistakes. Them little, I mean, Reese Williams isn't going to play for us, really. But it's that little mistake of you took too much time on the ball. But that could even be a lesson for, for Ibu Kanate going, look, that's all it takes that. You don't need to experience it. You just need to watch your, 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 your fellow players and go, that, you fucked up there. Don't do that. And, and you yeah. watch everyone's mistakes and you, everyone will analyse their mistakes and go, right, what was wrong there? What went wrong? And if it is just Reese Williams taking too long on the ball, then it's that. But if he doesn't have a pass in midfield, that tells everyone in midfield, it tells every defender, it tells the goalkeeper, where are you meant to be? This is all about ironing out these little yeah, things. And, and to sort of carry on with that point, everyone's at different stages in the pre-season for the most part. We've had lads who've been back for eight days. The internationals have only been back for three days. Yeah. So they've not kicked the ball since the Champions League final in earnest. And it's about your first touch. Sometimes you stop playing football and certainly at that level, your first touch isn't quite there. Well, you need your first touch when you're playing a proper Premier League game. Yeah. So it's about building everything back up to the level that we want to see it at. And that's going to take time. You know, it might not be borne out in results during pre-season. It might be individual flashes and this and that. Like, you know, there's a lot of talk about the 4-2-3-1 going into this season. It was never going to happen in this game when you think about it because the internationals have been there for three days. Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, they've got to do the lactate test on a day. They've got to do the training. They've got to actually be... The, the sports scientists have to find out where physic, physically and physiologically they're actually up to, mm -hmm. to be able to come up with a training plan to get them back to peak fitness. So that's all happening in the first three days while they're also going out and doing interviews and flying to Bangkok and everything else that surrounds a Liverpool-Manchester United fixture while they're trying to grow the brand yeah. over there. I was say, Dan, Dan Kennett, one of yeah. our friends, tweeted and he said, like, three 30-minute teams, like, it's just a monetized training session. Liverpool just cashed in, basically, and, and that's what it was. Well, you talk about the flashes, sorry to interrupt, Steve. Chris is talking about the flashes of, of the, we saw that. We saw that there's, there's that clip of Trent and Mo Salah, that little trickery where Trent ends up going, and we nearly scored off that. And if not for Bay having the best game he's ever <laughs> going to have all season, because he, he was ridiculous, he was, he was really, really good. good. But if, if it wasn't for him, we'd have scored a few goals. We had the post twice, and that's why everyone having a meltdown. And yes, it's exacerbated by social media and the fact that now saying Timo Nunes and all these United people going on to Liverpool streams and exact like say exacerbating it and going ah ha 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 ha. Don't bite. 
if you if you're listening, don't bite. What's the point? Yeah. All you're doing is making Man United fans happy, and we're gonna beat them twice this season anyway. So why are you asked? Yeah. Stop mm-hmm. getting asked about the preseason fucking friendly. <laughs> it's fucking madness. Just have the t- the tweets I saved that says Lionel Nunes in a few weeks time that you'll be able <laughs> yeah. to put out and tag everyone in it. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah. That's all you need to do. And these, like the Nunes thing's really funny, isn't it, Steve? Because you know it's his first game. We're all that excited to see him. I said to you during the watch alongs day, I just wanted to see him at the time it once yeah. I got that I wish the game it game would have ended to be honest with you but like the one where he misses from just in front of the goal whereby he comes in and he, he kind of pulls out that's not happening in a league game you know that's not happening he's there he's had problems with his blisters he's literally met the lads three days ago yeah, yeah, they've yeah. never played with him but the encouraging signs are still there the ball's over the top the fact that he kept running he kept going in behind you saw Salah play a slightly deeper role normally Salah's the tip of the spear Nunes was the tip of the spear if there's one thing tactically from just 30 minutes that I've seen it was that Salah wasn't as high up the pitch does that mean that he gets a little bit more space is he going to drop in between the defenders in the midfield they pick the ball up there look for Nunes rather than always be two yards away from the left back you know are we going to see an evolution along that that's the stuff that I'm looking for individual for individuals across the pitch Diaz linked up with Carvalho really well in that first 30 yeah. minute team brilliant I didn't know Carvalho was going to play an eight I didn't know Tyler Mort was going to play an eight they're the things that you focus on during pre-season games you've just got to yeah on, on the positive I stick with you Chris Carvalho is one that I think a few people come away with like oh yeah that was that was an inter- a good first half and well 30 minutes where he looked he looked sharp we have again Diaz. Look, we were talking on the show. Milner and Ox of that second team looked really good. The third team, Trent, I thought really played yeah. well, and a few others as well. What 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 were the main positives you took from that game yesterday? Because obviously the, the result is the result. It is what it's crap. But were there any positives you took? Yeah, there's loads of positives. Um, the Mbaya, whatever, yeah. however you pronounce it, I thought he was really, really good. Oh, he had that one fuck up. Obviously, so what? this is where you get rid of them Tom's absolutely right if you're going to fuck up fuck up in pre-season friendlies now we're not likely to see him but I'm excited to see him in the future you know again you think of the the progression of right backs at Liverpool or the procession of right backs at Liverpool sorry add another to the list for me you know I thought Chambers did pretty well at left back defensively I thought he was fine nearly scored as well Uh, getting forward supporting I really liked that Baz Chick or mm-hmm. however you say him in, who Mitchell. played in the six yes yeah, it's Stefan I should have just go with Stefan B <laughs> um, in the six I thought he was really good think, kept things simple nice and easy um, was able to disrupt Manchester United midfield uh, um Clark, I thought, played all right in the nine in that second team as well. He was all over the place trying to get himself involved. I thought Hill in the third team, playing that left wing position, played really well. So it's the young lads. It's Elliot being on that right-hand side, skip past Luke Shaw a couple of times. There's, a, there's, there's positives to be drawn from this. And it's not positives for positive sake. It's that these are the things that you want to see in preseason. I always take it back to, I went to a Burnley game years ago when Fabinho just started for us. And I've said this story a couple of times. I think it adds context to preseason. I came out of that, turned around to Paul, like doing a statue on Fabinho in his position because we're changing the way we play. He dropped in between the two centre-halves, the two centre-halves fanned out, like loads of teams that you see. And, and as we walked down, it was one of them where the press conference is on the side of the pitch and Jürgen goes, oh, I didn't like the way Fabinho was playing that DM. That's not how we play it. Don't want him dropping in between the centre So I was like, scrap the statue. <laughs> and this is things, as an example of Jürgen's first pre-season game, or it might not even have been the first, but it might have been Fabinho's, where he's gone and gone, that was all wrong. This is where you've got six weeks or four weeks or three weeks to iron out these problems. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, I want to, speak on, I want to go back to Carvalho because it was interesting I started in the field. We're going to touch on Harvey at it later and where he plays on the right-hand side. We can learn anything. But 
we haven't really known what we were getting in Fabio Carvalho. Attacker, winger, midfielder, ten. ten. Knows, what yeah, what is like, he? Uh, He's essentially plays the left-hand side of a midfield three, like yeah. Liverpool always do. Yesterday, on in, yeah, well, yeah, that well, that's what I'm saying, game. on that on on that in that preseason game. Do you think that's where we are going to get to, that way? We're going to see him in going forwards because I thought you could see why he's there because again, he has got like he's both footed. He, he got about the link up with Diaz, who's probably going to be our left winger, yeah. was really really good. I I, I sometimes think. Jürgen knows his teams to an extent and it is up to find them balance and making sure you've got nine midfielders who are all spread out across the three teams but I don't know I thought there was something in the fact that he plays Diaz with Carvalho in that first team and he uses Hill because if he was going with his best 11 yeah. Diaz would have played last he'd have yeah. been in that and Hill would have been in that first team for example I t- I don't know maybe I'm reading too much into it I thought the fact that he used Carvalho there next to Luis Diaz maybe that's where Jürgen's thinking he could be playing in the future very possibly I, I, just on Carvalho himself I really enjoyed how, how he played I thought he really got stuck in there was a, there was a moment in the uh, on the left of our box he got back and he was really instrumental in us building up that left hand side he just won the ball back really tenaciously and kept attacking at it and then broke out and we got, and we got up the pitch and then I think he even joined up with the play. It's it, it's a strange one because I had a look on for the Elliot chat later, I had a look where LFC have put them on their list. So Cavalio is very much a forward on them lists and Elliot's a midfielder on them lists. Now, you can't really look too much into that because they can change that whenever they want. It's down to clock, not the people who make the websites. But ultimately... I'm, I'm thinking back to Gina Wijnaldum in that role. If he wants to play that eight, maybe he wants that attacker to run in. It, it, it's a strange one because I feel like we have a few players who can do that role now. We've got Oxlade-Chamberlain, obviously. Elliot can do that role. Henderson's fantastic at it when we when we allow him license to, to play that eight on the right-hand side. And then you've got uh, Jones as well who can play there and, and he can kind of change into wingers as well. I, I, I'm really interested to see because I don't know. I really don't know yeah. enough about Carvalho at the moment. And from one 30-minute game in a pre-season, I've got no idea. But all I know is he, he's exciting. He's a very exciting yeah. kid to watch. And I, I can't wait for him, him to develop his game over the next few games in terms of Liverpool and just see where Klopp might play him next time. Because again, this one is fitness. Maybe we'll see against Palace some tactical stuff yeah, I'm sure James Pearce mentioned that he's, he, there's a chance that more players play 45 against Carlos that's which, the way, that's the way it builds be. up isn't did it? you take anything from the fact that he played Diaz with him or am I just reading too much into no, that I, I, I took more from the fact that he played Elliot in the same side as him to be honest with you yeah. because the two of them played in the Fulham youth team together now I don't draw any conclusions of playing Elliot on that right hand side because I don't think he's going to be a right winger for us and if you go with that mindset of one thing can you draw a concrete conclusion from a 30-minute pre-season outing? No. I felt, to answer your question, I felt the Diaz thing was just about getting a bit more experience in that side yep. because it would have been far too youthful. It probably was already if mm-hmm. you were thinking about a result. Um, but certainly Mbaye, Phillips, Gomez, Chambers, Morton, Elliot, Carvalho, without Diaz, Firmino, Hendo... And Gomez potentially, that's a really, really youthful side. So, but I did like the link up play, and I probably do see him now more as a midfielder just off that, because of course that's where he played. Yeah. Like, yeah but whether that's, I don't see, I see, I see him as third choice left winger, and maybe third choice left midfielder right now. Yeah, which, with, yeah, he's a young kid. He's got he's got plenty of development to do. So You've got to get the minutes somewhere, and, yeah. a, and it's not always in the same position, is Curtis it? Curtis Jones was playing left wing a few Elliot, games when he first. Elliot came in, in yeah, right really wing good. against Aston Villa when we, yeah. you know, when we were going to win a, a club World Cup and stuff. And then he plays the eight, and this is all about where they're going to be, isn't it? You know, 
long term, it's about getting minutes and finding what suits them and what suits the team around them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a super chat here of uh, 20 Norwegian crones from Rabadam who says, relegation incoming that are tears streaming down my face. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm with you, mate. I'm absolutely with you. We mentioned Harvey Elliott earlier on. We're going to um, gonna speak about him very, very shortly before we do. We've got a quick break. As some long-time Redmen Plus subscribers, if some of you are, will know, last summer we released our Hendo 10 Years of Red documentary. Was it last summer? I'm getting very confused with dates I think and stuff it might now. Have, year before, it was it? longer, yeah. Yeah, it was. Year before. Year before. Anyway, it was amazing. Everyone loved it, critically acclaimed. What we did never do was turn it into a podcast series. So only people who uh, watch Redmen Plus videos got the real chance to experience it. So over the end of last season, Cy worked very, very hard to turn it into a podcast, including the dulcet tones of one Mr. James Sutton as well. So yeah, here's a little bit more information about that, and we'll be back to chat about Harvey Elliott in a minute. Hey guys, our exclusive podcast series, Hendo 10 Years of Red, will start streaming this Friday. Episode 1 will be available for free on all good podcast platforms and some rubbish ones as well. But if you're into your Spotify or your Apple Music or your Google Play or whatever you use, it will be there for you. Featuring interviews from the likes of Jürgen Klopp, Steven Gerrard, Sir Kenny Dalglish, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Jamie Carragher and a whole lot more. So yet when we put this out as a video series, it went bananas. Everyone absolutely loved it. We've turned it into a podcast series so all you audio listeners can get it to. So yet make sure you search for Redmen TV on all good podcast providers. The first episode will be streaming this Friday. You do not want to miss it. Yeah, so there you have it, Hendo, 10 years, we the first episode of the podcast series, out for free on this Friday, just search Redmen TV on all your podcast apps, whatever you're using, and you'll be able to listen to that one. Episodes two and three will be out on Redmen Plus the following two Fridays, got some bonus content as well, including all the full interviews that will be coming out, so yeah, do check it out, it really is awesome, Size put some good work, turn it into a, a very good audio podcast for all you guys to listen to, so hopefully you enjoy it, I say, it's free, give it a go, see what you think, uh, Redmen TV, if you're listening to this a podcast now, it'll be in this very feed that you're listening on as well, so I hope you do enjoy that one, I want to talk about Harvey Elliott, and um, sometimes we do stuff that makes news, like the Echo Write articles of it, and all the, all the blogs, I think the Soundfield done one, Empire the Cop have done one, and it was Harvey Elliott's comments, Chris, about his, um, it's, it's targets for the season. Paul, they said, Jack and you can score 10 goals and Harvey disagreed. He wants more. So let's have a little listen to what Harvey Elliott said to Paul and then we'll come back and discuss his comments. Set yourself a target for this season? Um, 10 league goals. Yeah, I'd say hopefully 15 or 20. Uh, but that's just me being uh, maybe a bit too, uh, a bit too confident. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got to aim high. But... There you go, Harvey Elliott, that full into his streaming now on Redmen Plus, by the way. Again, podcast or video form if you want to go and check that one out in full. Um, it went a bit viral. Tom, well done. Good, good work on, on clip, clipping the right parts of the, of the, of the interview <laughs> to get together. It's going viral, well played to you. First of all, Chris, I saw a lot of people giving him stick for it. We get the quote tweets and, and it was like, and again, rival fans saying, oh, we won't even play 15 games, never mind score 15 goals. But like, You've got to admire the confidence, the lads. Not only is he saying I'm going to be in the team, but I'm going to I'm going to score records that put you in golden boot conversations as well. Absolute fair play. He might be, it might not be realistic at all, but you've got to admire the confidence of him. Why the fuck wouldn't? Why would you set your targets low? Why the fuck would you do that? Aim for the aim for the sun. You might reach the moon, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Bloody hell, man! It, it, 
it's what you want to achieve, isn't it? It's first stage is getting in the first team week in, week out. And to get in the first team week in, week out, he's going to have to score goals. Yeah. He's going to have to have a big impact on the game. So it's just, for me, it just follows exactly what his targets are. Target one, get in the side. Target two, do stuff on the pitch. Yeah. Simple. Might be a touch high. Let's not be, let's not beat around the bush here. If he gets 15 to 20 league goals in the season, he'll be getting a new contract at the end of it. And we probably, we'll probably win the league. <laughs> but there's a very good chance. Like, what did you think of it, Tom? Because again, I, I get it. Like, we, we live in, and we, we saw this with Darwin he's Nunes. He's got the talent to do it, by the way. That's he's, yeah, he has. He's, he's very talented. We saw this with Darwin Nunes. We live in a banter world now. And, and I'm, I'm quite good at switching off. I don't care. I know that we have our Discord chat and people go, oh, and, and you see people post a message and then we see it all over the retweets. If you've got bother looking at the mentions, it's like the the Timo yeah. Nunes stuff. And all. It's, we are in a banter world and this got a bit of banter for, for Harvey, but I, I'm all, I was all for it. I love it, to be honest. I mean, he only played 10 times for us, first team. And he scored one goal last season, uh, and eight of them were attacking mids. Okay. Basically, I use this to kind of gauge where I think he's going to play. I think he might be playing right wing this season, a lot more right wing than we think. Because if he's going for that target of goals, the only place you're getting them is when you're right at the business end of the pitch. I mean, when was the last time a midfielder we've had scored more than 10? Stevie G probably imagine when exactly, exactly. So yeah. I know we share them around the team, but we don't share them around that much, um, to be honest. But I think it, I think he wants to set his targets that high because he missed so much football last season. He missed 18 weeks with the ankle injury, and then he was out of the squad even for like 10 games after that, sporadically. He wasn't even in the squad, and then he was on the bench, and he didn't really play. And that's not what we expected from him. He played four games at the start of the season and he looked really, really good and instrumental even in the, in the team and what Klopp wanted to do for. And you could see when he got that injury how gutted everyone was because it was like, we were kind of building our team around you a tiny little bit and bringing you forward. Uh, I had a look at the ages as well. Milner's 36, Thiago's 31, Hendo's 32. Now I know Thiago's going to be playing a bit deeper, but Henderson might be playing deeper. That frees up a lot of them eight roles and the wing roles for further forward. And then I even looked at what are we gonna who's behind Salah in that right wing position? If I had to ask you both now, Salah's out. Who's yes. playing right wing? You imagine, I imagine Diaz goes over to the right or Jota plays there. So but then right. who plays left then? Do the one. Yeah, but I'm with I'm with yeah, there's, 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 there's a space five, yeah. There's a space there, yeah. I, yeah. I, and I wrote this on you, know, I actually had like, you know, that that target of those numbers, the fact that he plays there yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Tom. Maybe I'm completely misreading this. Putting two and two together, maybe he is going to be an attacker this season, Chris. Maybe the influence, the introduction of Carvalho into midfield, if he becomes part of that rotation, Elliot becomes part of the attacking rotation. Again, might, might be reading too much into an interview in a 30 minute game yeah. and kick about game, but like I've kind of drawn the same conclusion. I know earlier you said you disagree with that, but that's the conclusion I've drawn. Is that maybe he is going to be a bit further forward. Yeah, but he's talking about league goals, isn't he? To start with, that's am I right in saying that that the Clippers about league goals? Yeah, well, yeah. he ain't playing in the league in the right wing position. No, but it's making, no, he's <laughs> not starting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what starting, I mean? Salah yeah. doesn't miss those games. Yeah, you, you look if you if he's gonna play right wing, it's mi- the odd midweek game in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the Carabao Cup. It's the FA Cup. Does five subs make a difference? Champions League. I don't maybe, think Salah wants not. to come off. Salah never it, wants yeah, to play. I know so, he doesn't. Put. So, like, I'm sorry to shoot the point down, but if he's talking about 15 to 20 league goals, he ain't playing right wing in place of Salah. No, let's change not. it from league goals to all comps then. Okay, well, let's change his quote. Yes, he potentially <laughs> play on the right wing. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, of course. I, and I agree with that. To yeah. be honest, I do think he's probably third choice right winger right now. Mm-hmm. I think he's closest to the team in the middle of the park. 
I think that's the other thing, isn't yeah. it? We saw Hendo come off the uh, come off a season where he's played more minutes than a long, long time. Actually, you know, five years ago, I think was the last time he played more minutes um, under Brendan. Oh no, it was, on, it was the last season under Brendan Rodgers, wasn't it? Yeah, he and actually he, played he, more minutes then. He played more minutes then, but he played more game like, appearances last season. But his minutes were under Rodgers ran him into the ground, right, and we <laughs> saw him break down over the next couple of seasons because of that. And Simon Brundis does a great job of breaking yeah. that down for us on one of our Redmen Plus shows, actually on on the Expert Insight. Um, so there's a place there up for grabs there's a place I believe that he already had at the start of last yeah. season and why I don't read too much into his goals and assists from last season where this is where I think the, probably the, the the banter crowd are getting on it the 10 goals one assist doesn't look great he's come back off a major fucking injury a major injury so like to even get games and get a goal is a good thing you know oh, yeah. we, we were talking from Virgil van Dijk six months of, of playing every single week until we probably saw it's probably January I think where Virgil hit the ground running properly you know, Joe Gomez, there's still question marks over he's actually recovered from that long-term injury because he didn't yeah. have the games. Javier didn't have the games to get himself back to where he was last season because everything was just so on the line. It was a cup final every single week. We were going for all four competitions. So Javier lost his minutes there mm -hmm. because he wasn't at the level that he needed to be at. So this season with a fresh pre-season, hopefully an unhindered pre-season, we're going to see the best of Harvey Elliott. And I think probably, as I said at the start of this point, he's closer to midfield starting than he is right wing. Yeah, well, that's born out of all the stats he's done anyway. He plays attack and mid every time for us, really. Yeah, he does. Apart from the times when he maybe plays right wing to fill in. So I think I think you're spot on. I'd love it for him for him to, to get all them goals. But I think he needs to play right wing, and I think you're spot on. Salah is not giving up that position yeah. um, at all. It, it is interesting though because I remember when he first came in, he really plays that position a lot like Salah. I remember you doing a stat show, or I think it was even the academy lads the stat show on him as well. I think there was a couple of stat shows on him, and it was like, look at how he actually plays, look at what he does, and then look at what Salah does. Overlay where he is on the pitch, where he takes his shots, everything. It's like he modelled himself off Salah. So he would be a good little replacement in there. I don't think he's... He, he, he's got the talent. I don't think he's there yet, obviously, because he's 19. But you put him in there and see what he can do. Mm. And I think he'll deliver. What I, I love about... Yeah. Sorry, Steve, What I love about him is if he plays that, that eight position because he played right wing, yeah. I think it's what makes him a good eight, especially with the evolution of Trent. We've seen Trent more in the half space, more in that central midfield role from right from right back. You think of Harvey Elliott moving over, Salah moving in, Trent moving in, yeah. and you, they can just rotate the three of them. It's yeah. what made them so good at the start it's of the not, season. You, you, yeah. you go back to the lead injury. He's play. He's on the right wing when he gets chopped down. That's where he ends up because you're right. He's he's comfortable drifting over there. Sometimes I thought I actually think Henderson does a good, a relatively good job of drifting over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not the same. No, it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. What we want is someone to cut in and make things. Like, I, don't think, Na I don't think Naby is comfortable when he plays. Eight, just getting like on the touchline. I don't think he suits being He's there. He's a last man into the box yeah. on the penalty spot, missed the shot. Yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of a midfielder. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, need like, him to be exactly that until hit the shot in the goal. He, yeah. he gave us a Naby special yesterday, didn't he? Four fouls to Naby. Kate, oh, yeah, both the back. You can do that on a few goals as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He's the only one I think. To an extent, Oxley Chamberlain because he's been out there a lot, but. Earliest one, I think, when he goes over that left-hand side, he isn't just trying to get to a bar and get across, and he's willing to work it round. I'm with you. Well, Oxley Chamberlain will be fuming about that because that should be Oxley Chamberlain's position. Mm. He should yeah. be that eight getting to the byline and crossing the ball in for Nunes the header. That's what he should be. He should be the one arriving late, doing exactly what Keita does and 
responding into the wrong corner, but he's not that, and I think he's missed the boat. It's a completely different conversation, but he'll be annoyed that he's looking at Jones and Elliot and Carvalho now going, these attacking midfielders go into the half space and then can play that attacking role. That should be me, and he's and he's lost it, and uh, yeah. no wonder he's gutted in all the pre-season photos. <laughs> yeah. He really looks I, actually, I actually thought he looked, I thought he had a good game. It was interesting, I saw, Paul, did, yeah. I saw Paul Joyce reporting that Liverpool knocked back loan inquiries about Harvey Elliott. Fair play to the team, that, that is very much champ manager, isn't it? That is just like, young kid plays with a good team, can I get him on loan? Liverpool, must, whoever it was, fair, hey, just laughed, laughed their head off. But again, that goes to show, Chris, like, he's, a, he's, a, he's, in, he's in the plans. Because for Harvey Elliott's development, a season on loan in the Premier League could do, could do him the world of good. But for Liverpool, Liverpool obviously want him now, they need him now. That, that, that in terms of getting his game time, we're going to see more of him. Touch without no injury focus, but the fact that it wasn't even considered, it was apparently it was just laughed at. Just shows that he's he's in the he's in the most he's he's in the mix now. He is not he's not Tyler Morton who's going to get three or four games. Like Javier is going to play a lot. Yeah, I, I reckon probably twenty to thirty five appearances this season for Harvey. Maybe it's a big window. Don't get me wrong. I've, <laughs> I've had to be bets there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's him. The Kerr Jones is a real sort of conundrum this season. I think. And now Carvalho to add into that. That right now we're talking about youngsters who could break into the side and get minutes. But in five years' time, you might be talking about them as the midfield. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. I, I, I don't know whether Fabinho's still there. Probably is. But those three could be the rotating eights. You know, I don't personally. I don't see that Javier has got the pace that we need in our right winger right yep. now. I agree. Which I think, but his skill set is so good. You've got to find the place for him. His, his eye for a pass is so good. You need to find the place for him, and. Once he gets more minutes and gets back up to fitness, I think he'll be very hard to dislodge. Yeah, I agree. And so, yeah, there's, there's plenty more to come from from Javier. I think we're all saying on that. Right? Are you a fan of the content we produce here in podcast form? Do you love Red Men goodness in your ears on a regular occasion? Do you want to know more on and off the field info about Liverpool Football Club? Get closer to the culture of the city and the club. Well, you can do. Red Men Plus podcasts are now available to subscribe to on Spotify. Yes, we are taking the podcast section from Red Men Plus and making it available as a standalone subscription here on Spotify so you don't need to jump over you can continue to listen to all of our content in the Spotify app it is available for £5 and you get full access to all of those shows each and every week and a whole host of extra content as well Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Right then, Chris, when we did the original agenda, um, this reminds me of our section where we were talking about the rival team because we promised last week we were going to talk about Chelsea. We did uh, Man United last week. We've, To be honest, we did Chelsea on the summer transfer show, me, Chloe and Dan. So again, head on over to Redmond Plus if you want to hear a bit of Chelsea talk. We've replaced that with the new ticket and setup because Liverpool announced that yesterday they are changing um, how, well, essentially how we go about uh, buying our tickets. If you remember, passing your tickets on to people. Essentially, last season, you could if you got a ticket on your phone, you could send it to anyone. As long as they had the email address, you could pass it on as many times as you wanted. You, you got in the member cell, you got a ticket, and anyone could have it. Liverpool are changing the rules around this season upon that. Uh, they, they are, it's a quite a big, drastic change, and it's caused a lot of fuss as well, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. I think, for me, last season was as good as Liverpool have ever got it in terms of being able to pass your ticket on to mate. And I think the knock-on effect of that was that more young kids got to go to the game. You know, it's easier for people to get... I took, you know, Robin for her first Liverpool game, for example. Paul took uh, Penny and Jack to their first Liverpool games because last season, because you could just email it to somebody and, and you didn't have to be on the friends and family list, you could get last-minute tickets quite, quite well. And I think what Liverpool have done is, I'll be honest with you, I think they've punished us for the use of the data. To and be, and, to and, be quite uh, yeah. honest with you, I think they've said you can do it this way. And we've all done it proper the way that they've done. And they've used that data against us mm-hmm. a little touch, to be honest, because they've gone 53% of people are changing their tickets and blah, 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 blah. It's the way it's always been done. And it, it, it was always sort of born out of the fact that no one would give up season tickets and no one would give up credits. And, you know, they they had the amnesty. I don't know whether the amnesty worked or it didn't work. Um, I know I know. I don't want to say too much on that type of thing, but right now it feels like we are being punished for mm-hmm. using the system that they gave us yeah. to its full effect. Uh, and I understand the reasons that they wanted sort of do this is to stop touts, but I don't think they potentially realised that the heart. At the heart, the beating heart of Liverpool's fandom, use it to get to the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, and th- there are going to be occasions where people can't make games. And this is the problem with having people, Liverpool, 
this is the problem with you asking us to book tickets for half a season at a time. Because we book half a season's tickets not knowing what the hell is going to be going on in our life. Yeah. Now, if you were to say just a month at a time, yeah, it's a bit more of a pain in the arse, but I'd be able to tell you exactly what games I can get to. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're asking me to book tickets for Christmas. I don't know. I don't know what's TV, going on. TV fixtures change. You moved the yeah. fixtures. Yeah. Just, to, just to go back to, for those who aren't aware of it, essentially, and I'll, I'll bring the documents up here right now, For when you buy tickets in a, in, in a membership sale, if you go the game and attend, you get the credit. So you get the credit of your game. Now, you use credits when Liverpool do sales, for those who don't know, maybe. They release them based on how many games you've been to previously. So you might say, you can only buy a ticket for this game if you've been to 10 other games or 20 games or whatever it is. That, that's what credits count as. So if you buy a ticket in a member sale now, but you transfer it to your friend or family, you lose that credit and the person who goes gets that credit. There's pros and cons to that and we'll discuss that in a minute. If you sell it back to the club, which is which what they're basically encouraging you to do, if you can't go to the game, go back to the ticket exchange and sell it to somebody else, you will lose that credit and the person who buys it, I think, will be able to get it. Um, if you purchase a ticket and you can't go, so your seat's empty and this is the one, nobody gets that credit. It just doesn't exist anymore. That credit mm. is just gone into the ether. Um, you can no longer sell late availability, late availability tickets and you can no longer sell tickets for the... Um, the general night, I say sell, you can no longer pass them on to friends and family. If you want to get rid of them, once you've got them, you've got to go back through the club's uh, ticket exchange as well. That's basically it. And so, last season, what was happening is you could buy them on your membership, you could pass them on to your friends and you keep your credits. Yeah. That's the fundamental difference. So yeah. people buy them to keep the credits up and people can't give them to their mates or through friends and family or, you know, through any email address, generally friends and family or mm -hmm. mates of a mate. And you would still keep your credit, which is fantastic. Yeah. It means that I bought the ticket, I got the credit. This season, I buy the ticket, pass it on, and I lose the credit. Mm -hmm. I suppose it's the, the pros and cons. Tom. If you're playing devil's advocate, if you go to the game, you want that credit. So I know, for, exa for example, if I if you got a credit off me and I give you 10 tickets mm -hmm. and you went to 10 games and all of a sudden there's a final and you need the 10 credits and I got the ticket and I went to sorry, Tom, I'm going, This that wouldn't happen no more because you, you, you would have the credit. The major thing on this one going back to what Chris said, is that it has to be someone on your friends and family list yeah. now. You can't send it to just, you can't get anyone. So if I want Lucas, my son, to be able to have tickets for this a game this season, I'm going to have to go and make him an account yeah. now and then put, and then he's going to have to be on like, the, the only way I can get a ticket is if he's on the friends and family list of somebody. Yeah. You can't just pick a spare up. It's, that's, it's, that, that, that was the issue. That's how I got to games last season. Is I got, the, the, the few games I got to were through uh, supporters clubs and people I knew through them. So supporters clubs couldn't get anyone over there because of COVID and they went, right, use a ticket. This is a ticket. And it, and it was like two weeks in advance, three weeks in advance, use that and do it. And then and then I got someone else a ticket for the game. Same exact process, different game, except there was free tickets. I couldn't go. They couldn't get anyone from the supporters club to go. So I then went to another group of my mates and went, do you need these tickets? Do you want them? Done. Sold. They were happy because they got the money for the tickets. They were happy because they got to go to a game. Finally, it was the first game they'd ever been to for, for years. And I was happy because I was able to help two group two parties out. And then when I got to go to a game, it was the exact same thing. They were happy they could get a ticket off their hands. They were happy to give it to a local fan as well. And then they got the money for that. It was all sorted really, really well. The issue with it is, is, is exactly what you're saying. You're going to have to set up all these things, go to everyone and go, just stick me on. It's unlimited, so that's fair enough. That, and that is a change from last year. It used to, it was twenty five last year. You can have, you so basically, perfect. Basically, if you're, if you're looking for spares this year, get on as get on. And yeah, but you have to do it by August. Yeah, there's, you got a, there's a cutoff date. Now, this is the problem with that. It's that you can't know what's going to happen yeah. in the future. 
Like, you can't... Right now, I've got a load of people on mine, and I have done from last year. I think I might have nearly filled it last year, to be honest with you, just to make sure... This year, I'm going to have to go around friends of friends. Yeah. You know, maybe even go back to people who I've sorted tickets out or they've sorted tickets out for me for. And it, it really does make it quite difficult because last season it was perfect. Yeah. Like they knew that this is the fundamental difference. They knew who was in the ground last season. This season, they won't. It will almost certainly stop all of it. Yeah. My, my it will. I, that's my concern is it is literally going to stop people passing tickets on. Now, you lose your credits, of course you do. If you don't go, but Touts are just going to have a second phone, mate. With a, this, with this a is my point. I get the yeah. point because what, what they've said, and Philippe's reasoning for this, by the way, on average, 53% of member ticket sales last year were, were transferred. So fifty more than half of the tickets are member bought. The member didn't go to the game. Liverpool see that as a problem, obviously. And again, that's where Touts can definitely become a thing. Mm-hmm. You, that, that is, that's a fact. We just know that happens. 81% of tickets in the late availability sales or the member sales or the £9 local sales were transferred. Again, that's a lot. That's, that is a lot of tickets. That might just be someone who literally buys the ticket for you because they can be asked, and then you buy it off them. You know what I mean? It, there, there are so, so they're many getting the game, then they're getting the credit. So that, you can still kind of do fine. this, but they're getting the credit. I, I suppose, Chris, if I'm looking at our devil's advocate point from Liverpool, A, they're trying to reward people who go the match mm-hmm. and not reward touts. I think that's what they're trying to do. The fundamental flaw is now, back in the day, if you got tickets off someone who was a, I don't know, well, let's say a tout. You guys are supposed to tout. They would just meet you at a certain place and give you the card. You would go back after the game and then you would give them the card. All that changes now is they won't give you a card. They'll give you a £20 smartphone. Mm-hmm. With the, and then say, right, you've got to meet me back here. And if you rob the £20 smartphone off them, then they're probably going to go and find And last season, you, it was a case of you can be in a different country and I'll email you. Yeah. And you don't need to bother with any of it. And you can get it. 10 minutes before the game you go right I can't get rid of this ticket bang there you go and it's meant to stop touting isn't it Chris but essentially what it's going to do it's going to punish people like I know I know a group of mates who live in Ireland and they share a member card and they get tickets for every game and then the four of them rotate Mm -hmm. because you can't fly over every weekend it's just impractical you've got families the money cost of it so on a a rotation of four he'll use it one week he'll use it the next week blah 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 that goes essentially now because you can't build credits up on one account. Unless, again, those people lads, what they're going to probably do is buy a phone. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to have to just buy a, a, a phone and log, have it as one person's logging on it. It's just, there's ways around it. It's just inconvenient for everybody. I don't think it's going to solve the problem that Liverpool think it's going to solve. It's kind of just going to, I don't know, it's going to punish some people, it's going to reward others, which essentially yeah. what it, look, it always there happens. Are, there are occasions where people can't go to the game. Now, that is understandable. And I come back to the fact that you're buying six months in advance or there or thereabouts. There are occasions when tickets are just bought up for the credits and only the credits. But I feel like there's... I And this is probably not playing devil's advocate. This is maybe back in the system in some way, although I don't agree with it generally. There are more cases, I believe, of people using that to keep their credits up than there are of people having a genuine, I can't get there to the game this week. Yeah, 100%. So there ain't 25,000 people who just couldn't make it that one yeah, week. Yeah. Like, like that's a lot of people. There are twenty probably twenty five thousand people who are buying them for the credits and for the ballots and for the finals and everything else. And there are people who just keep the season tickets and don't go the game because they want them for the season finals and the ballots. Is interesting one because it doesn't really affect season ticket holders and that's where it gets a bit messy, Tom, is that yeah, you lose your credits if you're a member, you don't lose them if you're a season ticket, it doesn't really matter if you don't go to the game. Like what I find interesting is that and we know what happens. What Liverpool saying is, if like if you just can't make a game on that day, there is a way for you to take your money for your ticket. That is that that is something the that that, that ticket system is there. If you don't want to pass on to, you can sell that ticket. You lose the credit. But 
ultimately what Liverpool are saying here is if you don't walk through that turnstile, you do not deserve this credit, which can be unfair because especially in the COVID world, you can wake up ill this morning. And there's a cost of living crisis. People can't you know, get people it People are just struggling the last couple yeah. of years. It might be that next year they're fine and they can go to every game, but then next year they might not be able to get to every game because they've lost the credit because a cost of living crisis happened and fucking tickets are 60 quid. Your car breaks down on the M6. Yeah. You realise, I'm not getting there, I'll sell it sound. Yeah. And then next season, you've only got 12 credits, but the derby tickets are 13, and you're just thinking, if my fucking car hadn't broke down, that's, that's where you're going to get, get issues like that. That's where, that's where it's going to really hurt people. There's never a perfect solution to tickets. I think we should all agree with that. Yeah. There's never, unless you're the, never going to please everyone. That's the no, unless, that's li, the, unless Anfield was 200,000 seats. And even then, there's more people who want tickets than that, because we know that the, 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 the amount of members is, is ridiculous. You're never going to solve every issue. I'm just not quite sure this solves the issues that Liverpool think it's going to solve. No, I mean, when I first started looking into it, um, I, I thought, you know what, I quite the system works quite well. Like, looking at it, face value, just like, okay, I can see, I get why they're doing it, I understand why they're doing it, it's meant to stop this, and they're backing it up with stats, which I think you've said, they're throwing it back in, in everyone's faces, the fact that they did it in, in their way. I, I, I just... I just, I think... And then looking on Twitter subsequently, there's a lot of people fuming about their specific thing which will ruin their way of going which is game. also different to the other person mode exactly. the other person mode they're all moaning about different things but I think you should even get a credit for even trying to get the tickets <laughs> because apparently it's a fucking nightmare <laughs> everyone who had a nightmare trying to sort it out you should get a certificate you should get something for that the member sales are a joke but that's really what I mean are. so then if you're willing to spend your morning like that because I remember Ben Kelly used to do he used to come in and sit there for like an hour and a half, wait to get his ticket sorted, and do go through all that process. Finally, has a ticket, and then you, you, why that's yours? Just do whatever you want with it. I, I understand. I think they're going to overhaul it. To be honest with you, this season is going to be a nightmare. They'll realise it's a nightmare later on. Loads of people will be complaining, and they'll they're going to have to change it. They might even revisit it and go back and go right. That was the way to do it with email, and because people are just coming in with black phones email it that way there's got to be a better way to do it they're uh, yeah. just trying and, different uh, things and it's difficult because as i say i don't i don't think that there's a, an easy win for liverpool here unless they kept it the same but clearly they've decided that too many touts were getting and too many fans and to be were fair mate 53 percent mm. of tickets getting passed around and 81 percent of the that, that shows something's happened yes. so I, I understand it i want to go to spirit mm. shankley's uh response to this and i'll read it in full if you don't mind just because i think it's for, especially for the audio listeners but he basically said um we acknowledge that these changes are being positive for many supporters, but we're aware that for others, the effects will be negative, yet we get that as well. Um, so for some regular match goers, the match experience and culture will change, as passing on last-minute spares is only possible to those on a friends and family list. It's not always possible to think of every person you want on that list, yet we, which we can't, we've agreed with as well. So passing on a ticket to a mate so they can take the kid for a birthday, for example, that's gone now, which yeah, I agree with again. We know that's happening. We acknowledge that there'll be some of those who don't qualify for tickets now if they use the spare from a friend but miss the number of credits for the following season. So basically, whichever way to view these changes will impact on this culture. Go on to mention COVID, cost of living crisis, which we've just done, so I don't have to repeat that much. But as basically regular match-going fans could now be penalised, Spirit Shankly made strong representations on behalf of groups of all supporters. They've resisted and ch challenged certain aspects of the new policy and I've asked the club to consider, monitor and review these. So there's obviously something that the Spirit of Shankly didn't agree with that they're keeping on with. FC have assured us that they expect the bar for the member sale to drop in future seasons as a result of these changes, and plus the development of the Anfield Road stand as more tickets become available. That's the bit I disagree with from Liverpool. I don't think it's going to stop touts buying these tickets and selling them on. It's not. They're just going to do it in a different way. Yeah. They are going to 
they can't, they're not going to have every single person on a friends and family list. That's impossible. But what they are going to do is have a phone with a ticket on. You meet them at the, outside the ground and go, there's that phone. Come back. They might even say to you, give me 50 quid as a deposit. Give me, come back to me and give me my phone back. Yeah. It's, that's, it's not going to stop that. No. Touts always find a way. There's, that's uh, their uh, money, by the way. That's literally their business. So they have free time to sit there and have to figure it out. Otherwise, they lose a revenue stream. Yeah. Why? So of course they're going to figure it out. They're not stupid people. They figure out ways to do it and you figure out a good money-making thing. They've got a big system set up. This system is not going to go away. Those the, All them people that they've contacted is not going to go away. They're very, they, they, they will be smart ways of going about they it. They changed it five times. They literally changed the ticket from paper tickets, the member cards, yeah. the fan cards, the NFT. What was it? NFT? No. NFC. 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 NFC is a different thing. <laughs> NFC. So this model of different and again still NFCs it's never stopped the touts because they always found that Liverpool have never been able to resolve this issue I understand they're they're resolved to do it because to an extent I get it because they're losing out potentially on revenue they say they don't know who's in that stadium I, I can argue against that if I'm honest I think if if you make a system where you can send your ticket to wherever you want but that person it goes to their email address if they then have to go and create an account or something let them that's fine Liverpool can still know their name their date of birth where they live you can get all that. That's still that's not changing here. That's that, that's what I would have done. I'd have said, you send it to whoever you want, but we need to know everything about them. They have to they have to have a profile on the website. Problem solved. Mm. You know who's in the ground. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if it does solve it to be honest, mate. Just because I don't know the full intricacies of it. Like I mean, obviously them knowing who's in the ground is the best thing. But does it matter? Why does that matter to them? Why do you think? Just safety, isn't it? It's well, I, safety, I don't know. You know. I think it. Do you know, do you know, if, if, think if it's all done legitimately, no one's paying over the odds. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But, but then again, my, my, the only thing I can think of on that one that Tom said is that there's a list of names of people who they who, like on police lists, for example, or football banning orders who they know are allowed yeah, in those stadiums. That's what that's where it does help them because if I've got a ban, I'll be honest, if I've got a banning order. Last year, I could just walk into the ground. Me yeah. makers sent me a ticket and I could just wander in. No yeah. one would have knew a thing. I could have had a black email address set up in someone else's name and just walked in. Yeah. So from that point of view, that makes sense. I do understand that. Um, again, I just don't think the system's going to stop that, Tom. I don't think it's going to work at all, to be honest with you. I, I think it's just going to... In fact, I read the tweet from somebody this morning uh, that suggested that, you know, touts might have tickets with 19 credits on. They could actually just give the credits to their other accounts, mm-hmm. and they'll have instead of having fifty accounts with nineteen credits, end up with seventy accounts with fifteen credits. Because the, the, <laughs> the limit's going to come down, <laughs> and it actually might help them in some ways, which I'd never considered before. I forget who, who it was that tweeted. So apologies. Um, so there's loads of different things that they're going to do to get around this issue, and I, but then I don't think there's a right answer either. Yeah. I don't think because there are twenty five thousand different reasons. Yeah. for why people don't like it. And there might be 25,000 reasons for why people like it as yeah. well. And it's, that, and ultimately, you've got to remember, it's hard to get into Liverpool. And that's the... I think they want to make that easy, easier to get into the ground. But I don't think it works. Sure. I think I think they've, they think it will work and I don't think it will work. It's actually making it harder for people to get I, into the I ground. I won't be able to go game. to a game next season. I just simply won't. You'll have to just be honest. Get, get on, you'll have to be on as many men. But, but again... You'll have, to, you'll have to be on as many of your friends... Yeah, but, but, again, but again, the, the only ways I got to the, the games last season was through people who I never knew until t- two weeks before the game. It's worth noting as well. It's now can, you can be moved three times and yeah. then you get locked. They should. Yeah. What they should do if they if they wanted this system to work, and I, and I feel quite strongly about this actually, is that if you're saying it's for unforeseen circumstances, give us two or three a year. 
mm. where we keep the credits. Yeah. And anything over that, you lose them. You're, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the real unforeseen circumstances that I can't get to the you game. You can say if a game yeah. is this, you, you, get a, you get a bank of three games that you can miss of, of, the, eight, of the 19 league games or two because something mad's happening. You can just take that as stars. I was I was planning to go. My flight got cancelled, yeah. or my daughter got sick, or my dog died, whatever. And you get a t- you can take two of them, and that way that is that. I think I agree because there'll be times where I know for a fact I've been meant to be going to a match, and I've had a phone call that means I can't go that match no more. Yeah. And more often than not, I would just phone my mates and give them give them the ticket or my brother or whatever. That's happened to me on I can only think of three occasions. One was my son got sent home from school that day, and my missus was working nights that night. Yeah. So rather than, I couldn't give him to my mum to mind because it's not fair, he's not well, so I didn't go to the game. Just that, that's just one attempt, and that happened the season before COVID. Mm-hmm. Shit, shit happens, it, was, it is what it is, didn't go to the game, passed it on. That's gone, and I would, if I had credits, I would be punished. That, that, that doesn't seem fair, so I'm with you. Maybe an amnesty, if we can get one or two of plus negative, a little button. This was one of my two unforeseen events I couldn't make, soz. I don't see why yeah. that would be an issue. And here's the thing. Yeah. What they want to do is they want to stop illegal touting. And what they're also doing on one hand is fucking rinsing everyone for hundreds of pound kits. Yeah. So, like... And you've got to pay to be a member, by the way. And being a member doesn't guarantee you a ticket. That's yeah. worth mentioning as well. You know, being a member with 15 credits doesn't guarantee you a ticket because there could be 30,000 members with 15 tickets, credits, who also... You all jump on that mad sale of a morning. You get, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing. So, yeah, there's, there's going to be uproar regardless. There always is, don't we? I've been on the show in various capacities over the last 12 years, and every time they make a change, we've always come back to the same thing. The only way it's solved is by having to pick a ground, yeah. and they're trying to do that, but they're never going to, because Liverpool are so good, there's never going to be a big enough ground. And most of there. these people who've got 15 credits, by the way, let's not forget, they got them when we were shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not not now when we're good and everything else. Lots of people picked them up in the 14-15 season when we were shit or fucking Hodgson yeah. era when we were shit yeah. and everything else. So, yeah, again, it feels a little bit like you're being punished. I made to mind, you know, we're having a good WhatsApp with him yesterday, um, thinking he might be, you know, properly affected by this. He was the one who brought up the data point to me and, and sort of got me thinking about it and stuff. And uh, I, I completely agree with him. And one of the things is he's not like he's he's from London. He's a lad I've gone to the game with for years, mate of mine. And he has gone to every game, travelled up from London up until the point where he had young kids. And over the last couple of years, he's missed a couple of games. He's had two kids dead close together. I think they're about 18 months apart, maybe not even 18 months apart. And so right now is just a really bad time in his specific life where he's struggling to get up to the game. Good on him, by the way, for being able to have a bit of time with the missus with a newborn in the house. Fair play to him. (laughs) (laughs) And then, but you know, in a couple of years time, he'll want those credits because he'll need those credits because he'll be back into his, I'm going to every single game. It's it's one, but I, I can fundamentally see the point of saying, if you get to walk on that ground, you should be rewarded for it because I've been on the wrong side of it. The season when we got to one of the card of finals, I used a mate's card, a mate's dad's card for every single game. Mm-hmm. Got to the final, I'd built his credits up, and he, the dad went to the final, and it was a, I was furious because the only reason he got to go to that final was because I'd built the credits. Because Liverpool stopped doing that thing where gar- season tickets went guaranteed. Did you pay for that ticket every game? E- everyone, okay. I went to every single game. Did you pay him though? What do you mean? Did you pay him for that ticket? Yeah, yeah, I bought. Yeah. I was buying the ticket off him, but it, unlike now, yeah. it, it, back then, he just give me, yeah, give me yeah. physically give me the card yeah, to go. Now, he would have to transfer that to me, yeah. and then I would get the credit. So me in that situation would be able to go to that final. That's where someone in, in the position I was in would be a benefit. Mm-hmm. The flip side is now, I don't think he'd send me it by NFC, NFC 
he would just give me a phone. Yeah. With it on. Or give me say, you know what, mate, I trust you to have my phone for two hours. There's my phone. Yeah. That's what's that's where we're at. Um yeah. let us know if you're not obviously if you're, not, if you're watching live again in the comment section, if you're listening or watching this post, use the YouTube comments or tweets at the Red TV, your thoughts and feelings on the new ticketing system. Are you someone who's gonna benefit? Positives, negatives, all that kind of stuff. We're gonna start wrapping up now. Then um just let you guys know after the show, we're gonna be sitting down for podcast extra talking about some things that we're pretty much not allowed to talk about on YouTube, some personal stuff and some footy stuff as well. More so including with the worst ever dates that we've ever been on, hmm. which was a question from R. Kumar in the Discord chat. Not a relation of mine. He's not R. Kumar. He's just R. Kumar. I've, my one's pretty shocking, I'll be honest. Don't know you guys have got some bad ones. got anything? No. Nothing for this. I've got, I've, got a, I've got... And we've also got Tom's stories. Tom has moved house recently and he's, he's, he's been having a few troubles with, with leaks and builders. So yeah, we're going to go through oh. worst workman yeah, stories. Yeah, that whole as, story. Well, just to give you guys um, what's coming up this week on Red Men Plus. Uh, like I say, Paul's out in Bangkok now. So every time he gets, it's a bit, it is what it is. He's trying to get his, in as many press rooms and boxes and side of pictures as he can get into. So... Harvey Elliott's on there now, Jason McIntyre's on there now, he's been doing all kinds. My chat later this evening for Expert Insight with Michael Reed. we're going to be going deep into the stats of Joey Gomez, um, who's just signed a new contract, really good show, Matt, uh, Michael's put some really good stats together, so hopefully you'll enjoy that one today. That's going to all be either streaming on Redmen Plus, or it will be shortly this afternoon as well. Um, just want to let you guys know very, very, very quickly as well. I lost my train of thought there. Yeah. No, really? Yeah, I, I thought you knew exactly what you were saying when you it. stopped for three seconds. I've got a super chat. I, I got a super chat in. And all it said was, I've got a question from a super chat and it wasn't. It was just Kareem saying, hello, everyone. Hello, Kareem. <laughs> I, was it, I think it was a membership. A members chat, yeah. Just hello, Kareem. Yeah, that's what it was. It really took me by surprise. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have got me more than it did there. It really did throw me. <laughs> Thanks, Kareem. Hello. There you go. You've absolutely got it. Absolutely <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. So yeah, get thinking. No bad dates. As why? Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Podcast next later. Me, Tom, and Chris. Me on that. Thank you, all you guys, for listening to the Redmen Podcast. Like I do, go and check out Redmen Plus. It is available. Like we just said, you can sign up via Spotify now. If that's your go-to thing as well. Hopefully, you enjoyed that one. Come back for Podcast next very, very shortly. We'll be back next week with the full Redmen Podcast. I don't think there's any porn on that one either. He's basically fine. No porn on it. No porn. There might be. Uh, there's no Paul. He flies back from Bangkok and then he goes straight onto a family holiday. Fair play to him. He's got it made, Danny. The joys of being the boss, eh? You are one of them. Why aren't you going all around the world at the moment? I'm going in in three or four weeks. Oh, there we go. Absolutely lovely. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for the show. We'll be back next week to the Redman Podcast. See you later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 